Hi guys, welcome to our second episode of our podcast or welcome if you're new. Thanks for listening and uh, tuning in. Uh, if you want to get to know us better, uh, I'd recommend you listen to uh, the first podcast and then come here because then you know a little bit about who's talking to you. But today we're actually gonna focus on a very important matter. So um, just a quick introduction. I'm Olga and my co-host is Asha. Hi, welcome. And we're gonna talk about a topic that is very close to Asha's heart. Uh, yeah, because today we're going to talk about breast cancer awareness and why that's important to me. Well, uh, last week I got my breast tumor removed. Uh, I've had it since, well, I don't know since when, <laughs> but I found out in October. So it's been a long time between yeah. finding out and Which cutting it out. actually comes to the point... Uh, a first question. <laughs> uh, how did you actually find out and what was your initial reaction? So, uh, well, I found out at the end of October, which is ironic because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Mm. So for me to find out that, well, I have a tumor, <laughs> it was it was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, maybe not funny, but like... It, it was like this, a silver line. <laughs> okay, so I found out at the end of October and I found out accidentally, which, well, I was lucky that I found out even because I did not check myself regularly, which you should do. You should really check yourself regularly. But it was like the middle of the night. I woke up in the middle of the night to, like, to go to the toilet and I scratched myself like, like you do. And I touched my boob to scratch myself, and I felt a lump uh, under my skin, like a bump, a lump. I don't know even how to describe it, but it was kind of like hurt in touch, but it did, it didn't hurt. So I panicked, of course, like you would do, and I called my mom in the middle of the night because I don't I don't live with my parents anymore, so I had to call her, and I bawled my eyes out, like I called her like. Mom, I fell in love with my boob. Like, what do I do? And she's like, okay, like, okay, like, you don't need to worry. That's probably just a cyst or something. Like, it's probably nothing serious, nothing dangerous. But I'm gonna, like, sign you up for, like, for a doctor's appointment in the morning so you can get it checked out. So she did that. And I had to, uh, of course, uh, go back to my uh, hometown because I don't live in my hometown mm -hmm. but that's where I get like all my doctor's appointments and my mom wanted to be like there for me so I guess it was kind of important to her that I did it like in my hometown with yeah my parents. of course and uh, I mean as you said your initial reaction was basically freaking out do you think that um, it helped you a lot that your mom uh, or that you thought that she felt calm about it well, I, but of course it helped that she wasn't initially like, oh, that's probably cancer. Yeah, or she was, because she could also panic, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like mom, my mom is a really panicky person when it comes to uh, health stuff, health issues. So it was out of ordinary that she was calm, actually, because well, usually it's me that's calm and she's panicking <laughs> about stuff. Props to her for that, because I think that is very uh, important in that kind of moment that a parent... Is calming you down. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Like, 
I mean, it wouldn't help if she would be like, oh my god, you yeah. have a tumor. Yeah. I mean, like, she's a mother. Like, I think it's, like, in her nature, like, uh, to calm down her daughters. Yeah, of especially Like, especially because my sisters are even more panicking than me and even more panicked than her. So <laughs> it's kind of like a second nature to calm people down, but still panic, like, internally. <laughs> Well, thank God, only internally. Yeah. Great that your mom shows support. Because sometimes, like, um, uh, I feel like if you would have that issue and your mom would panic, that would make you even more panic. But she she was strong. She pulled through. And uh, props to her for not showing that yeah. uh, uh, stress um, directly and putting more pressure on you. Yeah. but And my mom is, like, a very... Uh, my mom stresses easily when it comes to health so it was kind of important that she did not show that it was yeah, like well props to her for sure ordinary kind of yeah so like that's how i found out and in regards of like how i felt about it i mean when i didn't know whether it was cancer or not i was of course stressed that it might be cancer and it kind of uh I, it felt unfair like yeah that okay. if, if if it were cancer I'd I feel like the universe like played a joke on me because like for the first time I was like happy to be alive like <laughs> just vibing with life and now and then like the universe said oh like you get a tumor like deal with it like that would be so like I felt like it would be unfair and also because I didn't like get to experience many things in life yeah and you know if it like if it turned out to be like terminal cancer, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't feel okay like starting a relationship with anybody, like meeting new people, because I wouldn't want people like to get to get attached and then like lose me. Like, yeah, I'm not that like. I and also, probably to. for yourself, like feeling like you are getting invested into something, but you know that like, um, well, your time is coming, kind of. Yeah, um, I mean. Was that a big issue for you when you didn't get like a proper diagnosis yet of um, whether or not you're gonna die? Was that something that played a big role in your mind, like stressing about like, oh my God, what if I'm like sometimes just like thinking like if I'm not here in a year or like what is my family gonna do or like uh, I'm gonna die soon or something like was that uh, something that was actually playing in your mind or not really i mean not exactly i like didn't get this sense of doom like approaching but i, I mean i was more scared that i'm gonna get chemotherapy that my hair is going to fall out that i'm gonna have to change like my entire life mm. because of cancer. okay yeah. so that was like the main issue uh and it, like i was afraid that my world is going to turn upside down like the moment it like the moment i figured my life out like for it to be turned upside down by a, like a terminal disease i would yeah i mean it's it's difficult to like describe how i felt at that moment because i didn't really let myself think about it being terminal like but it i mean at the same time it was um it was a possibility that it might be like yeah. terminal cancer but was it like a blocking mechanism like you just didn't want to get that thought in your mind too much because you knew like if i'm gonna let myself think about it and feel that i'm just gonna like um you know feel 
obviously awful depressed i don't know like you just yeah i'm i I think well i didn't let myself dwell on it too much Mm -hmm. i wanted to joke about it more because that's like my default coping mechanism like to joke about it to (laughs) point out the irony of everything like it being the breast cancer awareness month when i found out like i wanted to get my mind off of it because like that's my coping mechanism i wouldn't want to uh, dwell on it too much because then I would definitely uh, be in a worse mental state so. yeah but it was like I, I found out on Thursday and then on Tuesday the next week I had my appointment so it was not like that long yeah but well I went to like a private doctor so yeah yeah I wanted to ask you about that as well like what was the um what was the way that you got handled and how was the whole doctor's appointment timeline and everything? How was that for you? So, like, the thing, well, um, we, I went to a private uh, doctor, to a, a gynecologist? Gynecologist, yeah, thank you. <laughs> gynecologist, yeah. <laughs> I'm fluent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, uh, yeah, and he gave me an ultrasound like on on my on my boobs to like to check it out, and like he was like, oh, that's definitely before he did like the ultrasound. He was like, yeah, it's probably just a cyst. He, he told me, yeah, yeah, it's probably just a cyst, and then he like did the oh oh, it's fibroma, um, and fibroma is not like exactly cancer yet, yeah, but it like. It's still a threat that you're gonna get cancer. Okay. And it was not like malicious fibroma, because like the difference between malicious fibroma, it looks kind of like a star. It's more spread out. Mm-hmm. And mine was like two tumors in a sac, like okay. three centimeters by three centimeters, something like that. So it's kind of big. And he told yeah. me that if it weren't like that big, I would probably just I could probably just leave it there. But it was too big to leave it. Because it would pose a threat. In the yeah, future. of course. So I mean, I was glad that it was not like cancer, like that it was not like a malicious tumor, but the fact that it could be cancer. Yeah, it did not sit right with me. Um, and but like the doctor was like a good man. I mean, <laughs> he uh, was kind. But what kind of bugged me was that he pointed pointed out my back acne. <laughs> And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like, thanks. I'm worried about cancer, not my back knee. But back knee? <laughs> yeah, that's how I call it, back knee. Like, I mean, it was like, I just, like, I had my period, like, the week before. So I still had some acne from that. Oh, my God. And he was like, oh, like, you have some acne on your back. And I'm like, yeah, like, from my period. And he's like, oh, like, when you get your, like, tumor sorted out, like, we can start a uh, hormonal therapy, like, for your acne. I'm like, no thanks like not now I'm like are you serious that was his issue yeah like back knee mm-hmm. <laughs> wow doctor thanks for making me more insecure but I mean I mean it's kind of like it's important like to, because acne like on, on your body can indicate that you have imbalanced hormone yeah, like yeah, hormonal yeah. imbalance so I mean it, it was kind of like it was important that he checked whether my hormones were right. He also checked my face, whether I had, like, cystic acne or something. Because, like, I had to wear a mask so he couldn't see. So I had to pull it down. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, he told me that my uh, face was as smooth as a newborn's butt. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thanks. That's makeup. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. 
good that you're a man. <laughs> yeah. But, like, he pointed out that back me and was like, thanks, man. That's not why I'm here. <laughs> like, so he pointed out me, uh, he pointed to, like, a different doctor uh, that would cut my tumor out. And the doctor is, uh, it's universal healthcare in Poland. So, uh, like, first I went to him, like, to his private clinic because he also makes money like from his private clinic but he pointed me out to this um uh healthcare uh, clinic in the town in in the town next to my town yeah yeah because i i had to like for from all polish people Bydgoszcz. Bydgoszcz, yeah. <laughs> for all non-polish people good luck with pronouncing Bydgoszcz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like for the my doctor's appointment i had to like come back to my uh, hometown because that's where uh, my insurance is, like stuff like that. So, and my mom wanted like to be there for me. So I went to Torun because I'm from Torun and like- Shout out. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to all my, shout out to Nicholas Copernicus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, he pointed me out to this clinic and I had to like go there at 6 a.m. like to get registered. But you know, it's free, so. I mean, I don't mind waiting in the line, but it was, but you know, it was November. Oh, yeah. And it, you know, it's COVID, so we couldn't like all get inside. Some of us had to wait outside in November at 6 a.m. Like, it's I, cold in Poland, guys, yeah, in it, November. It, it was very cold. <laughs> and it kind of bugged me because, like, I mean, I was the youngest there. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm, I'm 19, and all those women, like, the youngest. I could point out would be like probably 30 something or 40 but mm. most of them were over 50 so I was kind of a novelty there because it was like a breast cancer clinic and most of those women were old and some like I could see that they had to go through chemotherapy and they still had to wait outside which was kind of fucked up and what was important to me I couldn't like walk inside like walk inside with my mom or my dad i had to walk in there alone and i don't like that was the covid procedure yeah that was the covid procedure so like nobody like i had i had to do it all on my own and my mom like doesn't like when i doesn't like it when i do things on my own because she thinks that i'm not gonna do it like correctly (laughs) like i'm not gonna ask all the important questions so she would like always bug me like uh what did you ask him this did you ask him Mm. that what did he say i'm like Mom, he told me to do this, this, and that. But you didn't ask. You didn't ask. And I'm like, no, you told me like without asking. Yeah, typical mom. Behavior. Yeah, typical mom. <laughs> so yeah, and at that clinic, I had to have another like ultrasound for it like to be uh, qualified for universal healthcare. I had to have a uh, biopsy. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, biopsies are fucking scary because there is like a thin needle biopsy mm-hmm. and like thick needle biopsy. Mm-hmm. I had to get the thick needle one because like of the diameter of the okay. And um you know, um you like you get naked like from the waist up. At that like at that point you don't really care about how you like about that you're naked in front of all of those people. No, of course, yeah. Yeah, cuz like you kind of desexualize yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I wanted also to talk about. Because I, like, I think, like, those, the doctors and the nurses, they kind of see you as a piece of meat. And I, like, it's okay. Because it kind of makes you feel more comfortable with getting yeah. naked. Especially yeah. with boobs. Like, they are sexualized by the society. But what kind of, like, what was 
what went through my mind was that, oh, I'm the youngest here. So like, if if like if they sexualize anybody, they will sexualize me because I'm younger than all yeah. those sixty year old women. Like, of course. Um, and what also bugged me was that this doctor who had, who's like eighty, seventy something, he like called me pet names mm. at his private clinic, like during like those checkups, uh, and it, it it felt weird because I don't like being called pet names by, by strangers, especially yeah. like men. <laughs> so, but then he called the nurse a pet name, so I was like, oh, maybe that's like just his thing, like calling people like, which is still not okay. Yeah, but like, yeah. it's a work like a workspace. But I was like, okay, maybe that's a, like that's his like weird deal, but like. Like, I didn't tell my parents that because mm-hmm. I didn't want my mom to worry about anything. But it kind of made me very uncomfortable. Like, you know, you have to be, like, bare-chested in front of this man. Yeah, of course. Like, and then he kind of, like, has to, like, touch your boobs. And then he calls you, like, a pet name. Like, yeah. a k- kitty. He called me kitty all the time. I'm like, that's not my name. I'm fucking 19. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, that's what went through my mind. <laughs> that's my girl just getting all hyped up. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, weren't you a surgeon? I would bust your ass open. Well, we're going to talk about how <laughs> some of us <laughs> feel about masculinity <laughs> at a different time. <laughs> yeah, so like, but, you know, he pointed me, like, he told me that I have to wait for surgery mm-hmm. because, like, it's not malicious cancer. It's not, like, dangerous. But yeah, it's yeah. not very dangerous. So it's not, like, uh, I don't know, third stage cancer. So I had to wait and, you know, I found out that I had a tumor at the end of October, at the beginning mm-hmm. of November, and it's February. And that's like... No, right now it's even it's March. March. It's March. But like I got it removed in February. February. Uh, so yeah, I had to wait a little. I had to wait a little. And, you know, it's probably due to COVID, COVID and stuff like that. And before like having surgery, I had to get tested. I had to have my like, I had to test for COVID, my, have my blood tested, like get tested by anesthesiologists, weird things. So it kind weird of, yeah, it kind of stressed me out of like course. that I had to get it all, like get all of these appointments. And what I noticed about like getting all those appointments was that kind of, some people treated me uh, less serious due to my age. Oh because, my like, God. Because, like, one doctor was like, oh, yeah, you're 19, you're healthy, so, like, we're gonna let you do it. I'm like, but did you, like, you didn't run any tests. Mm. What do, like, uh, so, yeah, that yeah, was, it's, it's, it's weird for me that doctors think this way, because as a professional, you should actually think first about, like, I have to, it's a patient, mm-hmm. and he has to look up on what your issue is like the main issue that you're coming with but if he has to test you on other things like if you could get a tumor you could as well have some health issues it doesn't matter if you're 60 or 19 like come on get that shit Mm. treated yeah (laughs) sorry that was a higher um uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, also about like other issues when i went when i was admitted to the hospital for surgery i had to like write down all of my other like issues yeah. so i had to so i had to write down like my mental health issues yeah. and what um how was it called medicine medicine <laughs> what what medicine i take and i told my doctor i hey i take this this and that 
And he was like, oh, we don't like we don't have that here. But I'm like, okay, good. Okay, good to good to know because I took it with me because I was kind of expecting that they didn't like have it there because it's like breast cancer clinic. But it just like kind of bugs me that they had everything but not like mental health stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. And but props to this hospital because when we were waiting to be admitted into our rooms uh, to like to stay in that hospital, mm-hmm. uh, we talked to a, a psychologist. Okay. Yeah, like a psychologist came up to us. She introduced her, herself, told us where her like room was, and that if we wanted to talk about it, like about cancer and stuff like that, we could visit her. But it was like ironic that she told us like, "Hey, you can come up to me." And then at the table we had this booklet, like this book with femininity, femininity, womanhood in cancer, like preserving womanhood. Yeah. During cancer, I'm like. Maybe preserving your mental health. Well, and then you had this huge, like, you had those shelves with breast implants. Yeah, that is another thing that we wanted to talk about, sexualizing breast cancer. Yeah. And um, your experience was actually um, very interesting. When you told me that story, I was actually pretty shocked and a little bit like bumped up that that is what um is the main thing associated with breast cancer like hey um you have breast cancer don't worry you can have a boob implant later Mm -hmm. like is that your main issue like don't make women feel like they have to have it don't make women feel like they should feel pressured to do that or anything and don't focus on that while you have to treat your patients from breast cancer like as a woman i don't think that should be the first concern that they put on you like oh i'm not gonna look good because i had my breast removed like come on and one thing i learned from other patients because i like during the time i met some women with breast cancer yeah exactly like malicious breast cancer they told me that doctors no longer like remove like the entire breasts if they like can help it. Like even if you ask to have your whole like entire boob removed mm-hmm. if you have cancer, they're not going to do it because they like focus on preserving it. Okay. Even like I mean, it's okay. Like I'm from like on the one hand it's okay because they focus on like treating you but also not making very making very big differences to your body i mean that's okay but at the same time if you ask and they're like no Mm -hmm. it's 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 kind of weird to me and remember like a few years ago like long time ago when angelina jolie yeah removed her boobs because of her uh family history with breast cancer everybody was like oh she lost her like womanhood like she's not as sexy as she used to be excuse me angelina jolie have you seen her? Have yeah. you heard her speak? Do you just look? That just proves that they like they only, look yeah. at yeah at the boobs, and that's the the thing that should be preserved. And like, oh no, how could she? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she had a history where I think both her mom, her grandma, uh, had breast cancer, and maybe even died from breast cancer. I'm not sure. I I'm don't want sure, to spread yeah. rumors, but. Yeah. Uh, um, but I think uh, she had some serious family uh, history with cancer. So 
um, at that point, like, I think I would do a similar thing or the same thing because, like, she has um, a bunch of kids uh, and a career and everything. And uh, obviously, she wants to live for them, for herself, for everything. And it's just so dumb to me like how dumb can that be that that was the headlines of those were the headlines of the magazine that she removed her breast and that she doesn't look sexy enough yeah i remember it being on front pages of magazines and people like wondering whether she's gonna get like breast implants because that's what they cared about like i would care about whether she could still get cancer like breast cancer because like if you like in order, like, to remove all possibilities of breast cancer, like, you would have to remove it all, like, all. Yeah. So, it's not only, like, the boob part, but, you know, all of that goes under your armpit. Yeah. Because it, like, it's a long, like, chain of things that can affect it. Yeah, I would honestly w- would like to uh, hear her speak and, you know, as a, for example, if I was uh journalist i would care more to hear her story and to hear her talking about yeah how dangerous that is and um like acknowledge and the thought uh, process yeah and what she like yeah and what exactly she did for um like making sure that she stays healthy and doesn't get cancer and if that's completely possible to prevent um that from happening and just um well, really telling her story so that it can spread out and make yes. other people realize how big danger that is, but also how um, how you can make sure that you hopefully or like 100 or 90%, I don't know, don't get cancer if you have such a strong family history considering breast cancer, because um, I don't think a lot of women realize that. And um, I feel like breast cancer, as well as other cancers, are just um, mainly associated with older people. Yeah, I mean, we kind of feel excluded like from the conversation because, oh, we're young, we, we're not going to get cancer. Yeah, you're young, you're healthy. <laughs> yeah, you're young, you're healthy. It's not like nothing's wrong with you. But and then like we only check our boobs in the shower in October and forget for forget it for the rest of the year. And or we don't talk about men getting breast cancer because yeah, men can get breast cancer as well. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. And the mortality rates for men are higher because we forget about the fact that they can get cancer. So they didn't they don't check themselves and then it's kind of too late to do anything about it. Um so it's important that we like don't sexualize breast cancer, that we don't um associate it only with women. Uh, because men don't care about breast cancer as much because they associate it as only women's issue. And that's where the Save the Booby slogan comes in. Like, save the boobs. But when you type hashtag save the boob into Instagram, the first, like, the hashtag that has more posts is save the boobies. And, you know, yeah. there are some, like, great survivor stories under that hashtag. But why do we use it? Why do we feel like... In order to talk about cancer and about women's issues, you have to sexualize it. You have to appear appeal to men's viewpoint and their kind of interests uh, in order for them to like care about it. And it kind of is insulting to men as well. Like, 
assuming that they would only care about it if it is sexual because not all men like hear me say not all men like wow and and it kind of implies that like save the boobies like no save the save the women all of the women like if you say save the boobies like it kind of implies that like the boobies are more important yeah that they the life of a woman that you know or a man you have to say like i mean that you have to save the boobs because they're the most important quality and it kind of implies that not all boobs are like worth saving because some boobs are considered nicer than others of course (laughs) so it kind of implies that in order for like women's issues like women's cancer to be treated seriously it has to be uh, included in a sexual narrative and it downplays the that like downplays the uh issue of yeah of, of cancer and and the mortality of it because it's a life of death or death situations for many women and not like boob or no no boob i mean for me, it was boob or no boob, and then I was like, "Oh, boob! I get, I get, I gotta keep it good." But like, if I lost it, like, would it make much of a difference to me? Like, not as much as, for example, losing a limb, because like <laughs> I don't really need like both of my breasts for everyday life, you know. But it's still boobs are still considered like a sexual of organ, you know. But they're not. You know, it's not like the same as a vagina or like a penis. Like, no, it's you could they're like in the same category as Adam's apple. Yeah. So like we don't talk about like say like save the Adam's apple when we talk about when you talk about men getting throat cancer. (laughs) Yeah. And I also realized thinking about it all, I realized that because it is a breast issue, um. I think that a lot of people do not consider breast cancer to be as serious because like, oh, it's a boob, you can remove it. Yeah, like the worst thing that is going to happen, you're going to lose your boob. Like, do you only care about your appearance? Yeah, but no, you can die from a breast cancer. (laughs) Like, (laughs) come on, let's let's get that. It is cancer. At the end of the day, it is the same threat as any other cancer. And... uh, and it, downplaying it is making it even more dangerous. Exactly my point. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to... I also don't want to sound like losing your boob is no big deal. Because it is It is a big deal for many women. Because it of is course. associated with attractiveness and sexiness and sex sex appeal. And I think that's unfair that women have to, like, think about it. But like, look, think about their appearance when it comes to, like, their health. Exactly. And I feel like... Um, what we just talked about kind of like makes a circle of um well one thing making the other thing stay and get stronger and everything because if you really think about it um the fact that you uh well the fact that society uh, puts so much pressure on women and our uh, sex appeal and our appearance makes boobs a very um well feminine and uh um associated with sex appeal feature of us so because of that a lot of women feel like that is an important part 
of their body and if they're not big enough or if they're not pretty enough, they feel insecure about that. But when you get cancer and you have to have your breasts removed or, you know, cut in some way and everything like that, women feel insecure about, okay, I am treated, I am healthy, but I don't have a boob. And the fact that you have a display of what kind of implants you can get at a hospital. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's just around a circle of just one thing making the other worse. Like, society puts the pressure on women. Women have insecurities about that because of that. And then because of that, if they have lost a boob, <laughs> you have literally an implant served in your face. Yes. At a hospital. Yes. I mean, oh, like, this is like an Ouroboros of, of, uh, of society affecting, like, individuals and individuals uh, affecting society. Mm -hmm. So it would be very difficult to root out. But that's why we have those conversations. And, and that's why breast cancer awareness is so important. And the way that we spread this awareness is important. Because save, saying save the boob is not, not enough. Not enough. Just it, it. It just doesn't like cut it for me. You have to really care about it. I mean, it's better to say, "Oh, go check your boobs," than save your boobs. Yeah. Because like, check your boobs. Like, it might try to kill you. <laughs> your yeah. boobs trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's the sexualization of it. It bugs me so much because I like. I remember like all of the jokes, a man being like, oh, I would love to work, like uh, perform mammography. Oh I'm my like, God. Yeah, you want to squeeze the boobies. Wow. But you don't care about women's issues, do you? Or like, I want to be a gynecologist <laughs> because I want to stir on pussies all day. Like, but do you, but do you care about STDs? Yeah, like, um, uh. I don't even have a word for that. Yeah. It just makes me angry. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's important that that we talk uh, talk about cancer, especially breast cancer, in a desexualized way. Yeah. That we like can show our like scars yeah. to people. Because like the first question some people asked me was like, "Oh, will, will you get a scar?" I'm like, "Yeah, I will get a scar probably." You know, it's a surgery. Like, <laughs> like, come on. But, you know, thankfully I had, like, a good, like, a talented surgeon. And he, like, is a very... Um, precise. Pre person. Yes, he's very precise. So I think I will not scar that much. But, like, I'm not gonna, like, remove that scar, probably. Unless it kind of... Unless it starts to bug me. But it's not gonna be, like, an appearance thing, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, cancer. Like, cancer, like, lethal diseases should not be in the same conversation as appearance, oh, you know? Because, yeah. like, why why do you care more about appearance and people's health? It, like, it exactly. escapes my mind. How? Let's not say save the boobies, but just save the people yeah. <laughs> from cancer. Yeah, save the people. Because, like, you know, not all people with boobies are women. That's another thing. You can be non-binary, you can be a man and have boobies. That yeah. Obviously. Another thing, like 
Which and also, if you say save the boobies in a ster- uh, like a typical way of thinking, uh, well, you don't put men in that category. And as we yeah, like before, men also get a breast cancer. <laughs> yeah, I mean because like there's a lot wrong with that. <laughs> yes, like it's so like it's so much easier to say like get your boobs checked or like. Hey, remember, breast cancer is a thing. Instead of save the boobies, like come on. Yeah. And it's it, it's kind of weird that people like know the phrase save the boobies, but don't know how to check like their boobies. How don't know how to check themselves in the shower. Like I had to learn that uh, through like not even YouTube videos because yeah, YouTube is going to censor it. Oh yeah. Because. <laughs> Being naked, you know, boobies, sexual, but only if it's women's boobies. Uh, or if they're big. <laughs> uh, so, like, I had to learn it, like, through the internet how to do it. Because people don't talk about it. They only talk about talk about saving the boobies. But how? We don't know. So, I think, like, we're going to share some, like, uh, infographics on Instagram and on Twitter on how to do it properly. And remember to do it. Because then you're going to end up like me waking up in the middle of the night and scratching yourself and finding out finding out accidentally because i think like if i checked myself regularly i would have like found out earlier and it would would have been smaller so yeah of course early detection is very important and uh before we get all emotional and angry at the system and everything we just want really to encourage you guys to um well, check yourself regularly. If you're a woman, a man, or anything else, you definitely are in this category because all of us get or can get breast cancer. And um, I would really want to um, share this website. It's called National Breast Cancer Foundation. And you can just type in National Breast Ca- uh, Cancer Foundation or nationalbreastcancer.org and you can learn a lot about breast cancer there, um, about treatment causes and just early detection, how to do that and all um, stages, types, treatments, but also frequently asked questions and I found that to be um, very helpful. Uh, they also have a separate um, part of um, learning about breast cancer for men. So uh, that's also acknowledged. And I think we're going to put in some links for you guys yeah. under the videos. Of course. And like, check like the official websites. Don't like... Don't oh, yes. ta- don't type breast cancer into like Instagram search engine because I did that and the first like ten accounts were like ass pictures and boobs pictures like like in a very sexual um, yeah. context. Also, make sure that uh, websites where you check your information are accurate because guys, there's a lot of myths spreading <laughs> over the internet. So if you really want to get accurate information please make sure that you check official health websites or contact your doctor if you have any issues. Yeah, and I also would like to encourage you guys to donate to like breast cancer foundations, oh, yeah. research foundations especially, because like it's important that we learn more about 
cancer. Yeah, and let's make it matter. Yes, even outside of of October. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it's March. Make it Breast Cancer Awareness Month Part Two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And with that, uh, we're gonna wrap it up, and um, we hope that it was and. Well, I don't think it was very educational from our side because we're obviously not experts. We're no doctors, but um, we just wanted to like spread awareness. Yeah, and obviously share Asha's story, which is very brave of her. Well, thanks. I mean, I made a TikTok about it. <laughs> If you want to follow me on TikTok. <laughs> oh my God. It's the same as my Instagram. So it's Joanna, J-A-K-U. <laughs> No, and that wanna, girl. Yeah, I mean, like you gotta like <laughs> promote. Yeah, you gotta promote yourself. Yeah, if you wanna follow us on Instagram, it's non dot judgmental podcast dot, dot podcast. podcast. Yeah, yes. and if you wanna follow us on Twitter, it's non underscore judgmental. And like the same profile picture, you'll find us. And you know, remember to follow us here on Spotify or here on YouTube, and you know, check. Check us, check us out on social media. Yeah, mm -hmm. if you want to know how we look like yeah. and how... Uh, who's talking to you? Yeah. <laughs> But that's pretty much it. And really, guys, make sure that we spread awareness about breast cancer. Make Let's make sure that this topic matters. And, and is, is treated seriously. Exactly. Let's treat it seriously, both for men and women. And um, yeah, with that... Thank you very much for listening. Um, see you next time. Well, hear you next time. Bye. Bye.